Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his cousin Jared gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, April 14th, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I analyze weather data in order to come up with some picks on totals. I'll make a pick on every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Thankfully, back on the profit train yesterday, first week we had five out of the six days profitable. If we can do this every set of seven days, Cousin Jared, we'll we'll all be thrilled, right? This will be the greatest gambling baseball season of all time, if that's the case. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's one of those, like, I'd I'd love to to keep doing that. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll be quite that good. Yeah. Uh, So for the the season, 7% ROI. So, I mean, if we could hover anywhere near that, that'd be fantastic. So that's, we've set a high bar. We'll we'll have to see if we can continue to to meet it. and, and I, I, we kind of briefly talked about this, but we haven't seen you in a week. Uh, but props to you for mentioning the Diamondbacks bringing in Brett Strom and how that was going to help their pitchers go from really bad last year to pretty respectable this year so far. They've gone under in five of their six games. Yeah, you, you are welcome for uh, all of those profits on the Diamondbacks that you've gotten so far this season. I like to think that I get at least half half of that. You definitely do get some of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and it's the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. We've got a couple afternoon games here today on this Thursday. First one will be a 110 Eastern first pitch athletics at the race. Cousin Jared, lead us off. So if any of you have been keeping up with me over on Betstamp, and that's Cousin Jared on Betstamp as well, you probably know where I'm going on this game. So, Professor, I think this needs to be said. And I'm not saying that our dear listeners need to hear this, but I'm saying some people out there definitely need to hear this. The A's and the Orioles are going to combine to win like 120 games this year. Okay, there is going to be a lot of value on these two teams, especially with some of the crazy odds that we've been seeing for both of them so far. Um, So so and the other thing is, I can't believe we got to the window with Oakland on Sunday. Well, the professor didn't make any picks on Sunday. Maybe somebody else did. They got us to the window on Sunday, got us to the window on Monday, got us to extras on Tuesday, got us to the window on Wednesday. I don't know what's going on here, people. So it is an easy play for me. I'm backing the A's here again. Uh, you know, are they going to win? Probably not. I mean, they're not <laughs> the best team, but I mean, there's just a lot of value here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm giving out a B pick here on Oakland plus 184. The model thinks this number should be 164. That's just a crazy amount of value yeah. here. Josh Fleming for the Rays, not like bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I mentioned this earlier in the week, like, and, and I feel like I'm going to have to keep saying this just as a reminder for people, like, there are certain pitchers that I don't mind laying a minus 200 or more with, but Josh Fleming is not one of them. And you talk about, like, the Orioles. Absolutely, there's probably going to be some value in the Orioles. Some years there is, some years there isn't. But with Oakland this year, specifically, like, 
I get that they traded all their players away, but like they could go find like nine random dudes from like, oh, you know, ex high school players that are in their mid 20s and probably still win 60 games. Like, this yeah. is what they do. Like, they yeah. had some guy last night make like a gold golf play at third base. I'm like, I've never even heard of this guy. Like, he's probably yeah. going to end up hitting 50 home runs too. Like, this is what Oakland does. Like, they yeah. aren't going to win 90 games this year, but like, would anybody be surprised if Oakland? you know, hangs in there, uh, makes a couple of like random trades to pick up some other like, you know, veteran type players at the deadline and all of a sudden wins like 85 games and like competes for the wild card. Everyone would be like, yeah, that's just, that's what Oakland does every year, right? <laughs> like it doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense why this number is so out of hand. So yeah, I'm with you, Oakland uh, plus 184 as a B pick for me to start us off. And then the other afternoon game, Mariners at the White Sox. <clears throat> the weather on this one is a fascinating story. We've got 30 mile an hour sustained winds. Wow. Blowing kind of out to left field up to 50 mile an hour gusts. The question here, just a slight shift in how the system comes in and it's going to feel more across, which would just push foul, balls foul uh, versus out. So, I mean, it's very fine line between is it going to be more out to left or more across to left. Uh, so just a crazy weather situation there. Because of that, I'm staying away from the total, which is at nine and a half right now. Uh, Logan Gilbert versus Jimmy Lambert. I'm going to give you a B pick on the White Sox minus 104. The model thinks it should be White Sox minus 114. So I'm just going to trust the model. Early in the season, it's a pretty easy thing to do. Just kind of trust the math and say that uh, we've got some stuff figured out and let the books catch up to where we are. I trust my numbers here. So I'm going White Sox minus 104 with the B pick. Because Jared, what do you got? Yeah. So in situations like this, I look at the line. Uh, I have no feeling one way or the other. I, I hear the professor's analysis on the weather and don't really feel good about that either. So for me, this is a stay away right now. What I'll usually do is I know the professor's line is say minus 114 or whatever it is. If we get some additional value, if the White Sox get closer to even money, it's probably something I'll play. Uh, but since I don't have really strong feelings about it right now, I'm going to pass. All righty, all righty. Uh, a late afternoon first pitch, 514 Eastern, 414 Central. Weird time because of uh, opening day festivities here cardinals at the brewers wainwright versus woodruff should be a pretty good pitching matchup here uh the model makes this brewers minus 136 right now they're minus 135 but i don't think you could pay me to back the brewers against a real team with how bad their <laughs> offense has been the total is eight and i and i thought about going under in this game uh they're in a dome and or if they open the roof up, it's probably because the weather's pleasant. Uh, but Woodruff struggling that last start with a total that low, I just don't love that angle. Instead, I'm going to go Cardinals plus one and a half on the run line. It's minus 158 right now with a B pick. My logic behind this is a couple of things. First off, getting the run line with the road team makes a lot of sense if it's tight because if it goes extras, either the Cardinals win or it's going to be harder, not impossible for the Brewers to win by. Uh, more than one if it, if it is that tight game that we're kind of expecting. If Woodruff blows up, the Cardinals just win. There's a lot of ways we can get to the window. And specifically, I'm going to give you another angle. I own Josh Hader in fantasy, so I paid attention to this. He's pitched the last two days on top of that. Boxberger's pitched the last two days on top of that. Devin Williams has pitched the last two days. And so I'm not sure exactly how much their bullpen has left. So I know the model is saying you know, that the Brewers should still be favored, but I don't think I buy that really. I think the Cardinals are the side here. Wainwright's fantastic. And, and I think that's the way you want to look, especially with the Brewers bullpen situation. They're either going to have guys who can't pitch today or 
shouldn't be pitching today. I think that gives Cardinals the edge. And like I said, if it's a tight one, I like plus one and a half. If it goes to extras, I don't have to sweat it, sweat it because I'm pretty sure we're going to be winners. Because, Jared, what do you got? Yeah, that nugget about the Brewers' bullpen makes me feel even better about this pick. I'm on the run line with the Cardinals as well. I was eyeing the Cardinals yesterday when I was looking ahead to these lines, uh, saw the professor's numbers and no value on the on the Cardinals where the money line's currently at. But the picking the run line with the Cardinals perfectly aligns with what my thinking was here. The Brewers' bats can just disappear at times. Yep. And so I think getting a run and a half against, uh, you know, while going against Wainwright for the Brewers, I mean, I, I think this is a perfect scenario for a low-scoring game. So I think getting that run and a half will be really valuable. And also, this is for the top of the NL Central, right? I mean, for sure, definitely the best two teams there. So I think there's going to opening day there for the Brewers, like you mentioned. I think it's going to be a good, tight, really exciting game. I I don't I, – I, I agree with you. Like, yes, this is for the top of the division. But given how bad the Brewers' bats have been – and given how two of their three main starters, you know, struggled their first time through, that's just a crazy thought to me to think that the Brewers would be up there that good. They just they don't seem like a division title contender. Well, yeah, especially if those guys in the Brewers bullpen aren't going to be available today, which we don't know that. But if right. if they're not, then I mean that's a huge part of you know how they win a lot of games. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, definitely a fantastic bullpen there. Uh, Six thirty-five Eastern first pitch Nationals at Pirates. I don't have a lot to say on this one other than I think Brewbreaker is the better pitcher, and Adon got hit around last game. I think he gets hit around again. Uh, I, I think we should fade him before people realize he's not that good. The model thinks Pirates minus one twenty-three. Uh, I'll lay that exact number with the Pirates minus one twenty-three with a B pick. Uh, Weather-wise, it's going to be chilly, but wind blowing out to left, so. Not a, and, and again, Brubaker, a pitcher that could be pretty decent for Pittsburgh, but I don't trust Adon for the Nationals. So really nothing for me on the total. I think the Pirates are um, not the better team, but I think they have the better pitching matchup today. And so I think that tilts this game to their favor. Minus 123 Pirates B pick for me. So I mentioned earlier that a lot of value on some of these bad teams. Well, when two bad teams play each other, it's sometimes hard to find value. So <laughs> this true. is a, a pass for me. Uh, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other. And these aren't you know, either one of these teams really have just had a lot of value so far from where the numbers have been set. So nothing here for me. This is one of those that reminds me, we talked about this with uh, our college football podcast. Uh, you don't have to watch them to make the monies, right? This is one of those. Like, if you want to play it, great. If you want to stay awake, great. Either way, you don't got to watch this game. There's other ones on. Yep. 640 Eastern first pitch, Phillies at the Marlins. Kyle Gibson and Cindy Alcantara. Uh, I kind of badmouthed Gibson last start, and he had maybe the best start so far of this season up until yesterday. Had a couple of good ones yesterday with uh, obviously Kershaw and, and Logan Webb, but until that, maybe probably the best start of the season first time through. So uh, this one's uh, tough for me to find value on. The model thinks it should be Marlins minus 108, which falls squarely in between the money line prices for either team. I'll go under seven and a half. It's plus 102 right now, only with a C pick as the lean. I don't love the number being that low, but hey, Gibson looked great last game. I'm going to see if he can do it again. I trust Alcantara. I trust low scoring games in that ballpark. That's what we tend to see. That ballpark is pretty cavernous and the Marlins, you know, not really a lot of good bats. Uh, but with such a low number in the Phillies offense, possibly, you know, having the ability to score a lot of runs is not one that I have a ton of confidence in. I'd rather go under eight. So if the number goes up, maybe I like that a little bit more, but at seven and a half, just a lean for me under on this game because what do you got 
Yeah, my first thought was here, wanting to to fade the Marlins. I think the Phillies are going to be pretty respectable this year. The Marlins are the Marlins, but if you don't watch very closely, the Marlins have some pretty good pitchers. Uh, they're young. They're not always going to be super consistent necessarily. But they're going to come out and they're going to throw some gems as well. So um, I, I think this one's too close for for me to make make a call. Alcantara could come out and have a great game, so yep. I'm staying away from this one. Yep, and the Marlins bullpen has just a ton of guys who are very solid, like yeah. not a lot of like amazing pitchers there, but they're, I, I feel like the Marlins like fifth best reliever is probably better than like half the teams in the league, fifth best reliever, which is kind of a oh, weird yeah. thing to say about the Marlins, but like they've got depth, which yeah. definitely can help in case it sort of doesn't go deep. So uh, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one there on the side for sure. I'll go under just as a lean, not one I love. 7.05 Eastern, first pitch. The only game starting at the 7 o'clock hour, Blue Jays at the Yankees. So far, we've had some fun ones between these two teams. Uh, let's see if we can have another one tonight. Gaussman versus Severino. Cousin Jared, what's your angle on this one? So second behind the A's not getting any respect <laughs> at all is I have no idea what the odds makers have been doing with the Blue Jays in this series. If you would have backed, you know, to me, there's – the Blue Jays are a very good team and, and the Yankees are good as well. But in my mind, there's no way that you can come in and, you know, be getting plus odds with the Blue Jays every game in this series against the Yankees. It's definitely been profitable to back them at those plus odds uh, so far. So for me, this, this is an easy play here. You know, I have to give props to the professor. Good call on uh, Gaussman. Uh, last week, you said that you weren't quite sure that he was going to be exactly everything that he thought thought he was last year, and that certainly proved to be true. But he's going against Severino here. You know, Severino only went three innings, I think, in his first start. Who knows how long he's going to go into this one? I still favor the pitching matchup for Toronto here, and I'm getting plus odds again for reasons I don't understand. Um, so this seems like an easy play for me with Toronto. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm taking the Blue Jays. It's plus 114 right now. B pick for me. The model thinks it should be 107. So the model thinks there's value. I think there's value. And Cousin Jared, you mentioned this earlier about keeping an eye on the numbers and seeing where they move. It's not always um, the the best strategy just to blindly do it. But if you kind of have a side that you, you kind of like, but you don't love the number, maybe just again, follow it throughout the day. You mentioned, we were texting yesterday that you had the Blue Jays, that based off of the morning number, there was no model edge. But as the number moved away from the Blue Jays, you got some better odds and then cash that ticket. So uh, kind of the same thing here. We talk about when to make some of these plays. My hunch is that there should be more Yankees money coming in. That's what we see. Again, you never exactly know that. So it's not crazy to go ahead and get a little in at plus 114. Um, maybe hold a little bit back and say if it gets better, I can I can you know add a little bit more to that just because if there's more Yankees money coming in, it gives you even better value on the Blue Jays. Uh, two pitchers that I don't really know what to expect uh, from and so like you said the Blue Jays are good the Yankees are good give us plus odds um, and see if the Blue Jays can pull it out again maybe maybe Vlad will hit three more just absolute yeah. bombs like he did last night yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, 805 Eastern first pitch Angels at the Rangers Dane Dunning versus a guy you may have heard of Shohei Otani uh, he kind of he kind of he does the pitching and the hitting, I guess. Which yeah, is good at good at baseball. I've heard good at baseball. Yeah, like what you know, what we should all aspire to be as uh, young baseball players. Uh, the model thinks the Angels should be minus one twenty nine favorite again. That falls squarely in between what the number is right now. So no side edge for me. But I'm going to go under eight and a half. It's minus one oh seven right now, and I'm going to make this an A play. 
Dunning is not a bad pitcher for the Rangers. Otani, obviously not a bad pitcher for the Angels. We do have to watch out for the random blow up that Otani has, but he was fantastic in that first start. If he's anything like that here tonight, the Angels bats are just not good. I see it being hard to have that many runs scored here and the new Rangers ballpark plays much more as a pitcher's park than the old one did as a just straight hitters park. So I like under eight and a half as an eight pick for me on this one. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Guys, I am just following the professor here when he really likes some of these total plays that has been the way to go. So this, I'm just going to follow him on this one. Under seems like a great play based on everything <laughs> he just said. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, eight, eight, ten Eastern first pitch Tigers at the Royals. Casey Mize versus Zach Grinky. The model thinks that the Royals should be a minus 125 favorite. So I'm going to play the Royals at minus 122 as a B pick. A little bit of value there. Right now, two pitchers that are pretty good. Uh, Grinky having his start delayed from yesterday. A lot of pitchers that might mess up. Mm. Grinky, I think, just does not care. He's yeah. gonna. No. It's not gonna bother him whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, no. I know he doesn't care. I'm not saying I know he yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the stories about Zach Grinky, that can be some fun. Uh, if you're if you're bored at work today, just Google through the stories about the Grinky and the stuff he says. He's yeah. a very a very funny guy, a very unique yeah. personality. Uh, I, I I like the Royals to get this done at home with just because it's a short number here. So I'll give you B play on the Royals minus one twenty two. I am also backing the Royals here, but the reason for me is because we've been on the Tigers a lot so far this year. So when the model made this turn and backed the Royals, that caught my eye, uh, making me think that the model is seeing something that I can't see myself. So you mentioned early in the season, just trusting the model. Maybe as the season goes on, I kind of learn the model a little bit better, and this is something I shy away from. Uh, but for right now, that kind of quick turn the model made uh, kind of caught my eye. So I'm backing the Royals here as well. Yep, and you talked about that as the season goes along, once we get into May and really into June, we'll have a better idea of which teams the model, which pitchers the model is really missing on. And so we'll be able to kind of say, don't trust it here, don't trust it there. Early on, it's better to just trust it more times than not. That's led to uh, good profits here. So a uh, good point there. The wind will be out to right field about 10 miles an hour, but the temperatures will be chilly. So uh, nothing really there I like on the total because that's kind of some conflicting information on that one. 810 Eastern first pitch Braves at the Padres. Charlie Morton and Joe Musgrove, two former Astros that you and I both yeah. know very well. Uh, I, I, as good as the Astros pitchers are this year, uh, they've got some depth. You know, I would love to have either one of these guys still in the rotation yeah. personally. Because, uh, Jared, what's your take on this one? So I don't know if man crush is too strong of a word, but um, I think I probably qualify as man crush on both of these guys. Yeah. Um, so I, I will – tell the, the listeners, I have no problem admitting, I am completely biased when it comes to this game. I think both of these pitchers are great. And, and playing in that uh, ballpark in San Diego uh, usually helps the unders. At least that's that's my perception. I don't know if that's reality. That's my perception. So I feel like the under eight here is, is a great play because both of these guys can just completely shut down offenses. If, if uh, Charlie Morton has that, uh, you know, Uncle Charlie going, who's going to get a hit at all? Right. So I, I think the under eight is, is the way to look here. These are two great pitchers. Yeah, absolutely. It's an A play for me under eight. It is juiced very heavily right now, minus 125. So if you're also shopping around, you can lay under seven and a half and get much better odds. I like that as well. Neither one of those numbers is a problem for me. I don't see any runs being scored in this game. The temperature will be around 60 degrees. The wind's blowing across, so it's not going to affect it. 
Uh, I'm not going to give us any extra home runs there. Two pitchers that, like you say, are, are very good. Uh, with regards to the side, I think it's a pretty – I give the Braves a 50.3% chance to win. That's 50.3, not 53. And right now the, the money line is minus 105 for both sides. So no edge on the side for me. But I think under is the way to look. Um, we saw yesterday the Padres playing in San Francisco, and that was a, num- a low number, that 7.5, and, and it was a 2-1 to one game. I see this being a similar 2-1 to one type game. That doesn't mean it will be exactly that low scoring, but something like that uh, with just two great pitchers and a pitcher's park. We have to watch out for the Braves offense just randomly decides to score like 16 runs. But otherwise, the yeah. Braves offense hasn't been that great this year. Very inconsistent, to say the least. Yeah, and the Padres offense again, hasn't been that great. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to like this under. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be negative, but you've already kind of touched on the Padres management of their pitching staff. And so I'm just really hoping that Musgrove doesn't fall into that same trap. I haven't seen anything so far this year that makes me think that, but, you know, just a little well, paranoia. And thankfully with that, you know, it hasn't seemed to affect Musgrove. It hasn't affected Manaya. It's it's I'm not really sure exactly what it is with the with the pitch usage. And it could just be that it, from my perspective, per, perception, it's kind of a if we have a guy who does what he wants to do and that's good. Great. But they don't know how to actually improve a pitcher and they don't know how to really like work him into becoming better and so you know they get Manaya. Manaya is already good and so Manaya is yeah. good right as opposed yeah. to and, the, and and then of course the injury management right Darvish having the injury issues Lamette having the injury issues and just kind of mismanaging some of those situations as well yeah so it's basically what you're saying is the exact opposite of the Diamondbacks current situation exactly <laughs> exactly yep yeah. yep uh 840 Eastern first pitch Cubs at the Rockies Justin Steele versus Kyle Freeland what's your take on this one cousin Jared so anybody who watched the college football podcast knew that I like to take unders and I was even accused of not wanting to see points that I wanted to take all the fun out of the game. Well, that, that was said. Yeah. So in this situation, I, I can't say you're necessarily wrong. I am betting the under 11 here out of principle. Okay. That is 11 runs. I understand they're playing at course field, but like the Cubs they're they've been fine so far this year, but going up and down that lineup, you're not like, Oh man, that's a big hitter coming up. I'm really worried about that. You know, I, I, I love Wilson Contreras. I have him in, in fantasy baseball, but he's been batting two, batting number three. If, if Wilson Contreras is your number two or three hitter, you're not, the best offensive team. Yeah, if he's if he's betting six hole, look out. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. at two or three. So this is a principal play for me. I'm betting the under eleven. I know it's Coors Field, but that's a really high number with a, a Cubs team that you know who knows how many runs they're going to be able to score. I'm going under eleven too. I'm going B pick only, not an A, because Coors Field sometimes weird yeah. things happen. Yeah. Otherwise, though, I really like this pick. Uh, both pitchers are, are decent. Uh, I talked last time with Kyle Freeland. He knows how to pitch in cores. I had the under with him last time in that one. He's he's not one that has those extreme splits. The weather also really lines up for an under. If you look at what the weather forecast is supposed to be, we're going to start off around in the mid-50s, and by the time the game ends, we'll be down into the mid-upper 40s. I mean, very cold. Uh, wind is blowing, but it's across the field, so there's going to be no extra boost there. So, I mean, with the cold temperatures and no wind effect, We've definitely got under weather, a pitcher who knows how to pitch there in Freeland, a Cubs offense that isn't that great, a Rockies offense that isn't that great too. I mean, you look, you talked about the Cubs offense. You could do the same thing with the Rockies offense. Uh, Charlie Blackman is not good and, you know, accumulates some stats because they constantly bat him one or two hole. But I mean, Blackman in one or two hole is not 
good. Full stop, right? Yeah, and Chris Bryant's not what he used to used to be either. Um, but at least the Rockies have some names that kind of catch your attention if you're just glancing at the lineups, whereas the Cubs don't even have that really. Sure, yeah, they have some names, but I don't think they're that good, right? And and that's the idea is that they have a, they have a couple of decent hitters. I mean, that, uh, Bryant's a solid hitter for sure, but I mean, they just are not the days of you know Blackman in his prime and Story and Arenado and that just massive three four five. You look at them now, the the meat of their lineup is not anything to be revered. Wait, I just wait, think eleven telling, is way too high. Wait, you're telling me Todd Helton and Larry Walker aren't trotting out for the Rockies right now? <laughs> yeah, Todd. Well, and if they are, I don't think they will do that great after uh, yeah. this many years off yeah. and uh, the aging curve there. So under 11 B pick for me there. The model thinks the Rockies should be a minus 117 favorite. So as of the time of this recording, no side edge to speak of as well. So just an FYI for you there. And then one late game, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, 7-10 local time out on the West Coast. Cincinnati at the Dodgers. Luis Sessa versus Walker Bueller, the model makes this Dodgers minus 223. I have to caution you on these giant edges. If the model says play the dog, you have to look a little deeper into it. The model, as any mathematical model, sometimes struggles with outliers. And so that's not to say if the model says play a dog, that's really big. It doesn't mean don't play it. It just means do a little bit more investigation before you blindly back it because these outlier cases are just harder to understand. There's less data points around there. The model's just not going to be as good as it is for most of the games where the win probabilities fall more in the 40 to 60% range. The model thinks the Dodgers have about a 70% chance of winning this. Um, the money line price is way too high on the Dodgers at 252. I would not recommend laying that because anything can happen in baseball. Bueller has one bad inning and all of a sudden you're sweating. You've laid a huge price. Because the money line isn't a good value, that probably says the run line isn't good value too, especially we talked about it's less than ideal to play run line favorites at home. Doesn't mean I won't do it. I did it yesterday. It didn't work out. Um, so for the sides on this one, I'm just going to pass. I'm going to go total eight and a half. I'm going to go over with a C pick. I don't think that Luis Sessa is that good. The Reds seem to be kind of playing some high scoring games, a little surprising. If their bats can keep it going, all they got to do is get a handful of runs off the Dodgers. The Dodgers will definitely score some runs tonight yeah, off of yeah, Sessa. The, yeah, the, the Guardians made the Reds pitching staff look highly questionable yesterday. The Dodgers could potentially do uh, much more damage than that. Absolutely, with this all-star lineup the Dodgers have. And then just looking at the weather, the wind will be about 14. Uh, my, starting off at 14 miles an hour, closing about 10 miles an hour. So double-digit winds blowing out to right, out to center. So some extra wind help there. The temperatures will be chilly, so it's not an over that I really like. If the temperatures were more in the 70s as it is, they'll be about 60 degrees. So a little chillier, so it's not an over that I'm dying to have. But uh, I'll give a lean over eight and a half. Red's been in high scoring games. This one probably can too. What do you think? Yeah, so you, you kind of pranced around it there i'll just come out and say it don't back the dodgers in this game people like if you want to do the run line with the dodgers that's fine if you want to play the the reds money line that's fine that's a, that's a huge number there um but just don't lay the 225 or whatever it is 252 252 dodge good lord the dodgers yeah, line. Yeah. that's just that's just way way too much if you want to play the dodgers do the run line if you want to play the reds that's fine just don't lay that much with the, the dodgers please Yep, I agree with that. That's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model projections and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. 
I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you need your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.